Good morning and welcome to the Houghton Wesleyan Church. Um, it's good to see smiling faces inside, even though spring is by faith and not by sight this morning. Um, I'm glad that um, we have lots of smiles to bring the sunshine in. Uh, please stand for the call to worship. God makes the sun to rise and set. He causes the summer and winter to come and go. He is faithful from generation to generation. God helps plants grow and flowers bloom. He gives us food to eat, places to live, and people to love us. He is faithful from generation to generation. God is always with us, always guiding us, keeping his promises to us. He is faithful from generation to generation. Let us praise and give thanks to our faithful God. Alleluia. Amen. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Even when we lose sight of who we are and where we're headed, you're always there. And you're always ready to get us back on this, the correct path. Thank you for being with us this morning and um, have your word through the college students come to us and touch our hearts. In the Lord's name we pray, amen.
It is great to see you as we gather for worship today. Let me invite you to take a few moments and share a word of greeting with others here in worship this morning. The Old Testament scripture reading this morning can be found in Isaiah 40, verses 25 through 31. Hear the the word of the Lord. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these. He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name, because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord 
will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. This is the word of the Lord. As the ushers come forward, please stand for the doxology. Dear Lord, help us to be grateful and give graciously. Help us to use our gifts to further your kingdom. In the Lord's name we pray, amen.
faithful God invites us to come in honesty and openness to him, confess our sins and to find forgiveness. So let me invite you to join with me in the prayer of confession that is printed in your bulletin. Let us pray together. Merciful God, you pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask for your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbor as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you, our God. Have mercy on us, O God. In your great compassion, cleanse us from our sin. Create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Do not cast us from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit that we may hear the words of your church in the name of Jesus Christ. You are forgiven. Amen. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Your faithfulness in which we find forgiveness, hope, life, all that you are. As we gather today, we know that there are burdens and needs that are in our lives and in the lives of others. And we lay them before you. We pray for all who are grieving today. Give comfort in their grief. We pray for all who are struggling with health issues. We pray for John Christensen, Leonard Watson, Florence Tuber, Rosalind Danner, Isabella Doherty, for Tim Nichols, Bob Brown, Louise Brunsell, and Nancy Cole, Brian Orbacher, Peter Lingenfelter, for Cheryl O'Brien, Ben King, Doris Esepian, Isla Shea, Sheldon Emerson, for Bill Getty, Mike Raybuck and Beverett, Micah Christensen, Linda Roth, Emily Cricklar, and others who are on our minds today, and we pray for your healing grace in each of them. We pray, Father, for our relationships that are not what we would like for them to be and ask that you would bring healing as only you can. As we think about the future, the immediate future and the long future, we are often filled with anxiety and uncertainty. Give us the peace of your faithfulness. Give us wisdom and the ability to walk as you lead us and to find that in every journey, you are faithful and good. We thank you for the ministries of this church. And today we're thinking particularly about our ministry to and with college students. We thank you for the ministries of other churches. We pray today for the First Baptist Church in Angelica, Pastor David Ford. Pour out the abundance of your blessing upon this gathering of believers as they serve you and each other in their community. We think of the world beyond us, our nation. We pray for the leaders of our nation. 
We pray, Father, for those who continue to be afflicted by tragedies and disasters, even as new tragedies and disasters continue to come, not just in this country, but around the world. We pray for refugees who, who yearn for a, a safe place to lay their heads. We pray for people whose lives are, are inflicted by war and violence. They're just everyday occurrences. We pray that you would bring peace. We pray for your church around the world, Father. Thank you for the work that you've called Alan Shea to, working in Monrovia, Liberia, as he works with and leads a team of technical support for the hospital and for the radio station. We pray that you would provide supplies they need and allow them to do the work they need to do to enable the radio ministry to to be as fruitful as possible and the hospital to be as effective as possible. We pray that you would encourage Alan and his team in their behind-the-scenes work. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Turkey, many of whom face great opposition and oppression. And we think of Pastor Andrew Brunson, who has been in prison for almost two years and is coming soon to a trial. We ask that you would protect him and he would be released and that you would watch over him. We pray for his family, and their concerns, and his church, and, and the church in this nation of people that you dearly love. We ask, Father, that, that you would so fill the church with your love and grace that they would share that even with those who treat them most horrifically. Father, thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. Thank you for your loving kindness in each of our lives. We come today offering these prayers in the name of, in the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, remembering the prayer that he teaches his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The New Testament scripture reading this morning comes from Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20, the Great Commission. Please stand for the gospel reading. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely... I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. You may see. Service is a little different today. 
Uh, we're the body of Christ, and in the old days we used to call this body life, sharing testimonies and praying for one another. I think that was in the 1960s or 70s. Um, today we are celebrating our college graduates, and in a few weeks they'll be high school graduates' turn. And uh, we're going to hear a couple of testimonies. We've heard from four others in the early services. We had Rachel Hummel, Bjorn Webb, Naomi Canaviri, James McLean. He always is scary to me. He's going to tell jokes on me. And then today in this service, Kylie Gibbs and Andrew Hutton. Kylie, I think she's been here every time the church door is open practically doing nursery work or youth work. She's been very faithful these four years serving in our church, very faithful on campus as well in various ministries. And uh, we thank the Lord for these college students who often behind the scenes are just passing like ships in the night. You know, we just see them and come and go. But today you get a little chance to get a little better acquainted with them. And then Andrew Hutton, if you've ever been on Houghton campus for a big uh, event, you've heard the bagpipes. That's Andrew. And uh, we don't know a lot about Andrew, maybe. He's kind of a quiet man behind the scenes playing his bagpipes. But uh, he's a pre-med student, going to graduate, take a gap year, maybe in Scotland. And then he'll maybe tell you more, uh, head for a medical school. So let's let the Lord speak to us through these students, Kylie and then Andrew. Kylie. So when Papa Shea asked me to share today, I was at first overwhelmed with honor and gratitude and all the words left my brain for like how God has grown me over the years. But then at the same time, I was overwhelmed with all that God has done and um, I couldn't verbally express everything um, in a short span. So I'm just going to address you today. And as he said, my name is Kylie Gibbs, and I've been attending Houghton Wesleyan since the end of my freshman year. As I reflect on my time at Houghton, every way that I've grown comes back to my identity in Christ. I came into college wanting to be a missionary, assuming God would call me clearly to West Africa. I had a desire to go, learn, adapt, and teach people. Little did I know that God would give me the gifts of mercy and compassion to call me back home. When I lived in Guinea, West Africa, during summer 2016, in a culture I loved and always dreamed of, God reminded me that he is in control, the creator of the stars, and lover of my soul. I wanted so badly to stay there, but I was not at peace and knew that it was not where God wanted me at that time. I questioned and begged God, why would he place such a deep desire in my heart and then say no? Why would people be grateful for my work, but then God wanted me elsewhere? I was so consumed with achieving an end goal in order to please God that I missed God in front of my eyes everywhere else. I wanted to be recognized for my diligence and care for so many people, but I wasn't listening to to what God said about me. God clearly called me to serve in my Pennsylvania hometown of York, a place I always dreamed of leaving. Before, I didn't like my surroundings and I didn't like who I was when I was home because I knew I tried hiding my life from God. This past summer, when I lived in York and worked at an inner-city program, God breathed truth over me. I am here. I want you. You are enough. And he helped me to overcome my barriers of fully entering into serving my home community through giving me a foundation on Christ's strength, not my ability alone. I still have a strong desire to serve the global church in some capacity, but I have been freed from my own expectations and realized my identity as God's beloved. 
Houghton professors and friends encouraged me as I invest in my place and reveal things in me that I can't, that I can't see by myself. As I met with people from the community and made the best friends ever, God taught me how valuable this place is. Somewhat surprisingly, Houghton has challenged me to branch out and make my faith my own. One way is that I now appreciate liturgy and yearn to dwell on the hope and glory of the Prince of Peace. Thank you for bringing me into your lives and families. Many of you have given me soup when I was sick, counseled me over meals, and helped me with various educational endeavors. Without expecting anything in return, you taught me how to accept love and rest in the truth that I am already enough as I am. To the parents, thank you for allowing me to invest in your children. Over the years, I've helped in the nursery and youth group, which has been one of the most humbling experiences. It means so much to me that you allow me to care for your little ones and mentor your teens. To the youth, thank you for challenging me when you weren't even trying to. You've taught me that I can plan ahead as much as possible, but when it comes down to individual moments, the person in front of me is the greatest priority. I feel Yahweh's love when I walk up the steps and hear my name as you run to me for a hug. I've never cried at this. I feel so honored that God has placed me here at this pivotal time in your life. Thank you for forgiving me when I don't have the right words and for showing me grace as I learn how to be a leader. When I was looking for a church, I was trying to find one that felt familiar and was just like mine at home. I realized that I needed to be involved in a body and that no church is going to be a perfect fit or without flaws. I quickly began to see that people, not the building, make a place feel like home. As I allowed myself to be filled by the church body, I was able to use my God-given gifts and passions to serve this community. Sometimes I felt like I let people down or said something I shouldn't have but someone was always there to give me encouragement to keep going because we're all on this journey together. So I charge you, church, to continue to feed students spiritually and physically. We love those potlucks. (laughs) Thank you, Papa Shea and Laurie Dashnow. (laughs) But one of the most important ways you can show love to students is to listen. For a lot of us, meeting strangers is super out of our comfort zone, but we just want someone to trust. It means the world when someone doesn't just want to tell us how, how we should lead our lives, but introduces themselves because they want to walk with us through the good and the bad. Lastly, going forward, I would really appreciate your prayers. Primarily that I would constantly turn to God and trust his ways, especially if they don't look like what I expected. As far as I can see, I will be living in York, my hometown, with my family, which will present its own challenges and joys. This summer, I will be an instructor for an enrichment program, so please pray as I work with new people, organize lessons, and care for a group of sometimes difficult children and students. One of my favorite verses is Philippians 2, 12 through 15, because I always like to tell people that they are shining stars. It reads, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Thank you for this opportunity to share. God bless.
Hello. Uh, I just want to thank uh, Dr. Shea uh, for just giving me this opportunity to share with everyone. Um, just being at Houghton uh, for the last four years. Uh, so first of all, uh, I have a huge family connection here, um, <laughs> which I'm sure you probably know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so both my siblings, uh, my parents met here. Um, and then, of course, my grandparents. My grandmother is a, a fancher. So just being able to continue on um, the tradition of uh, studying here has just been a huge blessing. And I just feel uh, blessed and um, I, I feel prepared to go into the world um, as, as so of my relatives and, and family members have. Uh, so in my sophomore year, I had the wonderful privilege of studying abroad in Glasgow, Scotland, in my spring semester. And, uh, I mean, initially, this was, this was a definitely a, a difficult um, adjustment, just moving out there, you know, not really having much family uh, and to rely on. And, but fortunately, I connected with a, a local church there, uh, Adelaide Place, and I just felt, you know, so welcomed there. They welcomed me into their homes. Uh, made many friends there that I, I still keep in touch today. And one sort of experience that I, I take back from that, I, um, so the church uh, gave me an opportunity to volunteer at a, a homeless shelter in downtown Glasgow. And that was just a wonderful experience. Um, I've never really sort of done anything like that before. And I, I got to hear a, a volunteer uh, share his testimony and, and how he struggled with drug addiction um, throughout his life before coming to Christ. And, and he said one day, uh, and this is actually a Sunday morning, uh, there's an elderly woman that passed him on the street. And, and he was at his wit's end at this point, and so she just, you know, smiled and said, you know, come uh, tender our service this morning, and and he just felt so blessed by that, and and, and present, uh, and felt the present of, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so now he dedicates his life uh, to raising awareness and, and helping others that struggle with that. Um, one experience that I that I really take from being at Houghton these last couple of years is just appreciating the Sabbath. Um, so my father, he he's a busy guy. He works a lot of weekends, and I should add, not by choice. Um, so that really didn't ingrain to me that how much it you really need to take the Sabbath. Um, and I was just surprised talking to students and, and community members that, you know, really take the full day off. Because for me, just a couple hours at church and then come home and get back to work. Um, and I think that this is really important because for me especially, just getting away from the distractions of the world and just focusing on God and, and connecting with uh, the church and and uh, body of the Christ. And especially with uh, the scripture reading today, 
from uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 40. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So just being able to be fully renewed from, from the Sabbath. And I just want to thank, again, the Houghton Wesleyan, uh, all the opportunities they've provided me, and, and just being very welcoming. Um, and again, with the potlucks. <laughs> uh, I love food, so. Uh, and also uh, with the music uh, they provide here. I mean, I, I grew up in a church that, that no longer uh, uses the organ in their service. And so just being able to hear that on Sunday mornings, uh, it means a lot to me. <clears throat> and as Dr. Shea didn't say, that I, I am going to move to Scotland uh, this fall for a gap year. Um, and I'm going to be teaching bagpipes, <laughs> which not a surprise. <laughs> uh, and so... Uh, if you just pray for my safety as I travel and just that God would provide me opportunities to share my faith uh, to others. Thank you. Well, just as you've enjoyed these testimonies, each one during the, the three services today have been unique. Different ways they've blessed us. We bless them probably sometimes unawares. I actually don't like potlucks. They keep thanking me for these potlucks. They make me nervous. I feel like I need Jesus to, you know, turn the loaves and fishes into enough food and all that kind of stuff. But there is one today, and you're welcome to come, even if you didn't bring anything. Uh, we are honoring our college students and, of course, our, our seniors as well. I listen to these students, and by the way, I was going to ask you to play your bagpipes here, but they're too loud for the church, so that's why I didn't do that. Maybe, maybe someday we should, before he leaves, we should just let him play along with Amazing Grace or something. Uh, I just want to share a few seconds before we ask the students to come forward who are graduating, both grad school students and college students. We'll get to the high school in a couple weeks. We want to pray over them, and we want to give them a small gift, which I'll mention in a minute. But just want to remind us, church, that this is one of our greatest privileges, is spending these few years with college students who, who pass through. Uh, maybe some of you know, a lot of people know this, but not everybody, that I grew up, was born in Houghton and, and grew up here till fourth grade. And I used to sit in these seats and look at these amazingly tall, big, powerful, amazing college students. And I used to go to the athletic games in a very strange gym, but... Uh, uh, still, it was something to see these college students, and I used to admire them and just go through the yearbooks and learn their names. And I think about it now as I see the children here looking at college students. You don't realize college students, where are they? They're out here. Uh, in the second service, they were all behind me here. Um, that, that people are looking up to you and watching you, and likewise, you're watching us. And that's part of the privilege of being a church, that that we can mentor and share and embrace our college students. We have a wonderful committee of college uh, ministry, Andrew Silbert, Laurie Dashnell, um, can't read my own writing, Patrick Hager, <laughs> Sharon M uh, McGarvey, and Jesse Fink, and then some students, Jonathan Dur Dur Durham and uh, Emily Allen and Marcus Betzer. These are a college ministry committee, and, 
and I sometimes get frantic. We need programs. We need programs. And then I look at the calendar. There's no time for programs. College is packed full of too much stuff. And I realize that what we really need to do is just embrace these people with friendship and love. And that's why even at our potluck today, we'll be kind of introducing informally and then next fall formally that we really want to try a better job of adopting students kind of on a regular basis, maybe semester by semester in our homes. Uh, It's a great privilege to have these students who, when they pass through and go on, then we find out they're in some far corner of the world, some office somewhere, teaching in a school, and just changing our world. And we've had a chance to be part of that, and it's a great blessing. So before they uh, come up for a prayer, uh, I just want to read the prayer that I share on this little gift that we're giving them from Philippians chapter 1, Philippians again. And this is our prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. That's our prayer for you. And our little gift today is just two tiny booklets, but they're classics. My Heart, Christ's Home, and the other one by uh, um, Little, Paul Little, who was one of my <laughs> right, one of my mentors and friends in seminary from University. And he taught evangelism at Trinity Seminary. Paul Little's little book, Affirming the Will of God. Two tiny books, but I think great treasures, because that's what our aim and hope for you as college students and graduates is. Our hope that you will walk with Christ and give him your whole heart, and then step by step uh, walk in his ways and affirm his will in your life. So what we're going to do now is simply ask anyone who's graduating from the college graduate school or undergrad, to come up forward, and we will pray over you. I have several people um, going to pray with you, Dave Brubaker, and who's my uh, other prayer? <laughs> Sharon, Sharon McGarvey. But others come then and gather around the students, and Pastor West will pray as well. So come and stand in front of us, would you, if you're graduating? Dear Lord, we thank you for these graduates and pray that you will guide and bless them as they seek to serve and love you in this next chapter of their lives. Thank you for the time that they have ministered and worshipped with us here. And we pray that you'll use them to further your kingdom wherever you may lead them. Lord, empower them to be agents of your love and grace to the world. And from your word, Lord, in the book of Ephesians, 
I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you all with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Lord, may these graduates experience and know and share that love. We thank you in your name. Father, we're so grateful for your bringing these students to this place and for the privilege of walking with them and having them among us. Um, We've been reading and hearing, uh, singing about your faithfulness presence and pray that as as they go from here that that they would take courage and confidence in your presence with them uh, in whatever the next steps hold some are known some are not known uh, we pray that you would uh, that you would guide them uh, bring them peace in the midst of unknowns uh, that you would encourage them by your presence uh, we pray that you would fill them with peace pray that you would fill them with confidence and wisdom. Uh, we pray that most of all you would draw them to yourself and that you would work your purposes in them and through them. Thank you for uh, the testimonies of your faithfulness this, this morning. We know that each of these has those stories um, and pray that uh, as they move from this place uh, that those uh, testimonies would uh, increase, uh, that they would see you at work in their lives, would, um, would be able to uh, uh, be encouraged by uh, your continued grace and sustaining presence. We commit them to you, Lord, asking that you draw them to you in, uh, in encouraging ways. May you go with them. Father, we celebrate uh, each of these students who stand before us today for their accomplishments and for all the ways that you are and have been and will be at work in their lives. Thank you for every person who has influenced them, who has taught them, who has modeled Christ-like faith for them. We thank you for their families, for everyone who has supported them, enabling them to come to this place in their lives. And now, Lord, we, we pray that as they go forth, they will indeed go forth in the power and the presence and the grace of your Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, that as we have come together and worshipped each week and we, as we have engaged in ministry together, that out of this you have implanted in them uh, your truth and the, a love for your church and you have implanted in us through them a love for, for students and for others who have a variety of needs among us and around us. We pray, Father, that, that you will continue to lead them and guide them. And as they think about the future and may be filled with a sense of uncertainty and anxiety, give them your peace. Help their hearts to always be turned to you to desire you, to yearn for you. And we pray, Father, that you will bless them, 
immensely. May they remember that you are faithful and good every moment. And Father, may we as a church remember that you are faithful and good as well. And that together, even going separate ways, we will go forth in the power of your Holy Spirit, in the unity of Christ. We thank you for hearing our prayers. We thank you for each of these lives. And we place them in your hands in the grace of Christ. And we offer this prayer in his name. Amen.
receive the benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.